I, I'm just trying to clear off the desk. My desk, the reason, one of the reasons I do the show at, at home in the bunker <clears throat> is because I would not be allowed to take the studio and do to the radio studio what I do to my desk. But it's very entertaining for somebody that might be coming in that doesn't know me. Hey, the carpro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Ta Planning text line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. One of the reasons I keep my studio this way is it distracts me from the fact of all the it is idiocy that surrounds us all over the United States now. I, I really, you know, we're very dysfunctional. Some of our cities, you can't even go to the store now in some of our cities. We can here, thankfully. Thankfully, uh, you know, despite our state government, we uh, still manage to enjoy a modicum of peace here, although I'm sure it's going to deteriorate as time goes on. But all this stuff that used to work fairly well, none of it works now. And, and I, I saw this thing the other day. Now, listen, I don't have... <laughs> I don't have any problems with anybody getting out there and having some uh, little extracurricular thing going on for them to take their mind off work and everything else. But why does the New York Police Department have a dance team? And, you know, listen, my dancing days are way behind me, although they used to be very consequential. But, uh, you know... Why, why are we isn't that sort of a distraction as to what's going on in the United States today and you know the city they're supposed to be at New York Police Department the city they're supposed to be protecting that's become a bubbling cauldron of crime but it's indicative of every institution in the United States today they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, so they distract by doing something badly that they have no business wasting their time or the money that they get from us on. In in the in the you know in the what's what's so bad about some lady cops dancing? Well, uh, in New York City, where you know every time they and it's becoming a thing because there's more and more. Uh, illegal immigrant shelters instead of uh you know busting a move they should be busting some heads and instead they're getting their own heads busted and of course the criminals won't get charged with that but hey and speaking of new york while they've got all of this crazy stuff happening which is very violent and very bad uh they 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 take uh you know they take aim at the bad orange man he gets a zillion dollar fine for a crime that nobody's ever committed before where there was not a crime committed in this case. And then if you go down the street, they just hit him with another big old fine. You know. You know. A rape accusation from a woman that couldn't remember what year it was with a dress that didn't exist at the time. And in a dressing room at a, at a packed department store of the upper crust, somehow or other he managed to subdue her, rape her, and get out and keep his tie straight, you know. You're supposed to believe all that stuff. And what they're doing is basically taking the plane and aiming the nose at the ground and just putting their foot on the yoke and pushing it forward.
and we become two different countries. I've, I've talked a lot about this whole two, two Americas thing. Um, and now, you know, besides us being nationalists and or globalists, you know, you're either a globalist or a nationalist. Um, these, you have the blue chaos and then you have the relatively relative peace with little specks of blue in the middle of it. Now it'd be very educational, I think, to take and follow someone who has, uh, you know, lived in California all of their life and take and deposit them in Texas, follow them around with a camera crew and just watch what happens to them. Now, in California, if you go out walking around in certain neighborhoods, you're probably going to have some drug people roll, roll up on you and give you all kinds of stuff. But in Texas, <laughs> there might be the occasional weirdo walking around, but they're not, they don't get too uppity. And everybody's got a gun on them, and it's perfectly legal, and it's not legal in New York, and it's not legal in California. And, and the only crime in Cal New York, for example, is defending other citizens. You know, if you get out there and you intervene when somebody's out there uh, threatening people on the subway, well, the full weight of the law, as you could tell by the New York City Police Department dance team, which is a lot of weight, uh, they bring that all, all that weight down on you. But now, if you're if you beat you know, the living mud out of a cop, well, before you can say, "Wow, what a great country!" You're back out on the street walking through a through a little uh, line of cameramen flipping them off. <laughs> and you know what? Some people seem to like it. Some people seem to like it. And, um, yeah, somebody on the text line is referencing Tara Reed. Tara Reed, nothing ever happened about Tara Reed. She was quite specific. She could name dates and times and places. All the people that seem to be that seem to like this, they don't usually suffer themselves because they live in a well-guarded enclave, uh, insulated from the consequences of their bizarre fact pattern that they put themselves together with, and surrounded by armed guards. But I mean, it. A lot of this doesn't matter. All of this stuff is going to fall under its own weight. It's unsustainable. Now, the, if you look at Rome, the patricians of Rome, the rich folks, people who ran things, got mighty defensive when the regular people decided they wanted to say in how things were going. And Rome was a republic, but everybody knew where the power lay, and those with the power were intent on keeping it. And any attempt to equalize things were met with hordes of senators breaking up their wooden benches and beating their political opponents to death. That's why do you think the Roman Colosseum, for example, was put in place to distract, to distract the mob, as they were referred to by the Roman Senate, to placate the mob. They would bring out people and let them kill each other and get eaten by tigers and give them some bread and some wine and everybody go home. What a great day. What, what, how great is it to be a Roman? Although nothing changed. We're still near the top of the slippery slope we are on right now. Although, you know, Ashley Babbitt, she got murdered. Everybody on January 6th was standing around going, what are we going to do for lunch today? They're, they're in jail. 
the number one candidate for the Republican Party is out there right now, and he's having to figure out which house he's going to sell and how many buildings he's going to have to sell, and that's just if he moves forward with the plan they've got in place for him. And yet, you know, we're supposed to be all upset about that guy that got killed by Putin in Russia. Then we are about what's going on here. And if we don't agree with that, then we're, we love Putin, right? So we see the disaster overtaking the country right now in real time. And uh, here's the thing. Um, the Ted Lewis of the world, the Eric Sweldheads of the world, the Adam Schiff's of the world, they're never going to say there's a limit to where this can go. Never. Because in order for them to have all the power, they've got to drive you to your knees, Cloward and Piven. So their forecast is dark times ahead, and that's what they want to see. So you should be aware of that, and you should be prepared for that. You should be buying the things you need right now, like guns, ammunition, food, generators, flashlights, those kind of things hedging against things that might happen that they're trying to make happen. Now, how likely is it that it does happen? I don't know, but they're pushing. They are pushing it hard because you may have to stand up and protect yourself, your family, your community, and the Constitution. And you're going to have to do that because nobody else is going to do that for you. That's just a simple fact. Whenever you look at some of this stuff, whenever you look at like just the January 6th thing, if you don't agree with the narrative, you understand, of course, that you're now setting yourself up to be labeled as a crazy person. We'll discuss that when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. I'm playing Name That Tune. I don't recognize it. I like it, though. I don't recognize it. The carpro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Michael Schellenberger and Alex Gutentag. I wonder if that's his real name. They, uh, they, they published something on uh, a website called Public. And in this, they uh, sort of uh, take the January 6th pipe bomber bonfire and pour a little gasoline on it. And uh, they point some things out where, once again, the FBI or the FIB, as I call them, and where they are entangled all over the place. They reportedly have the security camera footage in and around the RNC headquarters, but they refuse to release this. And it's... It's See, new evidence suggests that this pipe bomber, whoever he or she is, didn't target the RNC and that the FBI misrepresented the location of the explosive device found on January 6th to the media. Now, interestingly, <laughs> and this used not to be a problem, but you know, as we become more and more reliant on the all-infernal smartphone, 
that can be used as part of a evidence gathering thing. And, you know, the FBI isn't alone here. The Secret Service said all text messages among their agents about this incident were deleted, which seems a mite unusual. All of them, not one got saved. They also said the cell phone data got corrupted. So the identity of the alleged pipe bomber got away, thanks to a technical glitch like Matthew McConaughey's character and frailty. And that's, listen, this is one of those Pinocchio minutes. I mean, whoever was saying this out loud was poking the cameraman in the eye when he said that with that nose. Uh, It's just, you know, it's a remarkable confluence of events. See, the pipe bomber story was always an enigma to me because this is one of those things they would use to terrify you. Who wants to be walking around and have a pipe bomb go off and get shredded into pasta? Who wants that to happen? But it didn't work out. It never worked out the way they thought it would. I mean, I watched it, and I was thinking about this scene in this movie called Gas. And in this movie, Peter Aykroyd, one of the younger Aykroyd brothers, he's uh, trying to spy on his sister. And so he's knocking on the door because he knows his sister is in a uh, in a room with a guy, and he's very jealous in whatever incestuous way he is. And he starts knocking on the door going, uh, you know, got a message for you. Nobody answers the door. He goes, Candy Graham. And he keeps using, he, he keeps throwing the same uh, different things out to see who will finally answer the door before he kicks it in. But, I mean, this is what this is. This is them throwing something against the wall to see what sticks. Because, see, they could go after Donald Trump for this one as well. <laughs> they could go after this. And they, 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 they made this narrative, which was very, I mean, this is almost stand-up comedy, that January 6th was worse than Pearl Harbor. Then an FIB contractor at the time, Carlin Younger, is the individual to discover the explosive device near the RNC. But it was closer to the Capitol Hill Club. And... Nothing would seem odd about that, except she might have gotten closer to to a potential bomb to see if the timer was working. And no expert would do that, and then sought help from nearby security. And a security expert told Schellenberger and Gutentag that Younger would only do this if she knew the device had zero chance of going off. The map of where it was, was wrong. The motive might be incorrect, and its contractor was reckless when she discovered the explosive device. And all of that also sounds all just a bit off, just a bit odd. Just, it doesn't feel right. And for all of us that get out there and go, you know, this feels odd. This is, this is, just doesn't feel right. It feels to me in the same way as the death of Jeffrey Epstein. You know, he killed himself. The prison officials doctored the logbooks. And they weren't, you know, he was placed on suicide watch, but we weren't watching him. (laughs) Like the whole thing with the Joe Biden and Hunter Biden bribes from the Burisma executives. The guy that turned that in, he's been indicted for making false statements. But still, the FIB's sordid history of going rogue to protect the Democratic Party 
has some people rightfully thinking that this indictment was handed down to destroy his credibility, which is what they do, right? They go out, they get FISA warrants, and they get wiretaps, and they concoct stories out of whole cloth, and they throw it out there into the media, and it just gets legs. And under complete control of the feds, nobody knows how Epstein died. No one knows why text messages between federal agents on January 6th were deleted. No one can analyze the cell phone data that lead to the capture of the J6 pipe bomber. And the video footage that we do have is under lock and key by the FIB. And yet somehow, through all of this, despite all of this, we're the crazy people. Yeah. Sure. This could only get worse. This, I mean, the only thing they haven't tried is gotten out there and said, the night before, on January the 5th, Bigfoot sat down with Donald Trump and whispered in his ear and said, this is how you start the insurrection. You know you want it. You, too, can be as famous as me. Or maybe aliens. Or maybe a Bigfoot alien. I don't know. The, the, the part about this that bothers me the most is that they act like nobody has any common sense here. And, uh, well... That's where we, the crazy people, come in. The ones with the common sense are the crazy people for wanting to know exactly what happened regarding the pipe bombs. Yeah. So, the only thing I take comfort in is that I think most of you have already seen through all of that. And like I've said before, I you know, the federal government... You know, we're not going to save that. We're not going to be able to redeem that. That's going to have to be something that in some way or shape or form, it gets completely redone. Only the buildings should be allowed to stand. The people running the, the, the bureaucracy, that needs to be completely rooted out. I Would anybody notice if the guys in charge of the mailroom at the IRS went, you know, they lost their job? I mean, there's 2 million people working for the federal government. They are the biggest employer. So it's going It's going to, what, what we're going to have to do to get this fixed, I don't know. I don't know what that's going to be. I, I, think their, I think their mission should be completely redone and just say, okay, you're in charge of defending the nation. You're in charge of defending the borders. You're in charge of making sure that no one state tries to overtake the other state or try to run the other state. Those are your jobs, those kind of very narrow scope jobs. These other things you do, we're going to privatize all of that. And we're going to hire the people who actually know what they're doing, all the clerks and everybody that's in charge of it. You guys are fired. You're out of here. All of you, you're out of here. But that, you know, this is why I'm not in charge of anything. Because somebody would accuse me of trying to invoke Cloud and Piven and inflict that on the unemployment system if I dumped that many people on the unemployment rolls. That wouldn't stop me from doing it, though. Being accused of doing it wouldn't stop me from actually doing it. I'd probably get out there and go, well, you know, I never thought about that, but if it drives you, the, 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 the deep state, to your knees, absolutely. Cloud and Piven all the way. Power to the people. Whatever else you want me to say. New York not being business friendly is not a new thing. And the most uh, iconic gun company in the United States has left the building in New York. 
That when we get back, this is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, the carpro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Coming in from uh, the American Legion, I think, in Liberty, uh, joining us now is uh, call, uh, going to the phones. Yes, sir, kid, what's up? Man, how you been doing, Bill? I just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm easy to find, kid. I'm pretty easy to find. Right on, right on. I'm sitting here healing up, getting ready for my next surgery. We get it over, I'll be back on key myself. There you go. Wanted to call up and let you know about this. Uh, I think you're getting ready to talk about Remington. I was, yeah. Yes, sir. They're wanting to skip down to Georgia. I'm just kind of wondering, you know, they're leaving uh, New York because it's so liberal. I mean, Georgia, the last 30 years, they have basically, basically become Georgia with all the Hollywood people moving in. They they have, but they still seem to be voting Republican in some cases, with the exception of Atlanta. I mean, they're becoming, I mean, New York State. New York State's a big gun state. Except for yeah. Manhattan, except for New York City, but New York City Absolutely. is a population center. So, but the, the the big thing is that they they don't have all of the at this particular moment as they move to Georgia. Georgia is a much more business friendly atmosphere for them to work within the state and everything else. And the southeast time, yeah. has a higher GDP. The southeast <laughs> has a higher GDP than the northeast does now. So, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, that was just my concern about them, uh, Georgia. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, there's some good outskirts, but it seems like you know, 20 miles out on 20, if you're going into Georgia on 20, and you uh, about 20 miles after you enter into Augusta and all that, you're basically into Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Atlanta. So become back, basically the state of Atlanta now. So, in in, in uh, <laughs> when I was in uh, when I was in world history or civics at Wade Hampton High School, we had a teacher there that was telling us that one day there would be a city stretching from Atlanta through Greenville into Charlotte. <laughs> not far from it. I, yeah. I, I can't figure out why it's not been a six lane for the last 20 years anyway from Charlotte to Atlanta. I don't know. Every time I see a six lane, I'm just sort of tempted to see if I can go back in time, just if I can go that fast <laughs> to go back in time. So maybe that's why, because there's too yeah, many people absolutely, like me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you, I got another, you, you got another bike of, you Have you got another bike event coming up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we're going to attempt, uh, instead of doing all the rides, since everybody does all the rides and all the time anymore, what we're going to do is we're going to start having a bike night on the first uh, Saturday of the month. Right. So starting up in March, we're going to have us just a little uh, bike night, a little quick bike night. Everybody come in and enjoy it. we got plenty of parking, as you know, out there on the front stoop. Yep. Uh, come on up, join us. Uh, we'll have some burgers. Uh, we'll do a little couple rides uh, a couple times a year, but we're just going to have a little low-key thing there at the post uh, every Saturday night, Chapter 151, uh, uh, open to everybody. Well, uh, I- I've been to a bike event for, for all of you like motorcycles. At, at Liberty, that's where all the bikes convene, and when you pull up into the, into the parking lot, if you like motorcycles, good Lord. But I, I don't know if you know this, kid, but since the last time I saw you, I'm now a member of the American Legion, Post 3. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I go to the uh, uh, our district meetings and all that, and I think his name is Rich I've talked to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you found a home. I knew you'd enjoy it there. 
Yeah, I'm having a pretty good time. I had breakfast there over the weekend, and that was fun. I got to hang out with the women's auxiliary, and they fed me. That's always nice. <laughs> they feed you excellent there, too. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. So, anyway. <laughs> Listen, thanks for the call. I'm glad you're on the mend. Uh, give out – where would they find the Liberty – uh, the Liberty uh, American Legion, Post if they is, want to come uh, check out the American the Legion night. is on 375 Garvin Road. And that that's 375 Garvin Road, Liberty, South Carolina. Right off of 123. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're not far off 123 or 93. Check them out. Liberty Ameri- American Legion. If you like bikes, I mean, that's that's Harley Absolutely. Night. Harley Night. Everybody come out and see us. Y'all have a blessed, uh, blessed day. And you too, Bill. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Bye now. I was listening to the news, and uh, when I heard about this, I heard about this yesterday, but, I mean, this really reveals to you how much... Have you ever thought to yourself, wow, life is really a game of inches? Because for the last... uh, In the last two weeks, I have been at Second and Charles three times. Because I recently got back into vinyl, you know, records, LPs, and the only place I knew of that actually sold record players or turntables at the time was Second and Charles. So I went there and I bought one. And, of course, I bought the wrong kind for uh, for serious record playing. So I had to take it back this past weekend and exchange it for another one. And then some Yahoo shows up where I shop and knifes three people. Now, I don't want you to think that I'm sad that I was not there to intercede in that stabbing. I don't want you to think that because nobody who who carries a weapon for self-defense actually wants to shoot anybody, and I'm one of them. I don't want to shoot anybody. However, um, I wish that there had been somebody there that was armed because... Does that put a chill on your shopping? Do you, do you think? Are, is everybody here beginning to think, "Wow, this is becoming just like it is up north"? Uh, you know, I, I have also been to the Horizon store. I I, I found pl- plenty of vinyl stores. Although, if any, I've been to Pharmacy, uh, Cabin Floor, Horizon, and uh, Second and Charles. But um, Second and Charles is a little un- disorganized for me. But if anybody else has any good vinyl stores that they'd like to recommend to me, I would be very happy to take your suggestion. But um, does that does that worry you that at Second and Charles that we had a guy try to do a mass stabbing? Well, we didn't have a guy try to do a mass stabbing. He did a mass stabbing. Which uh, I- I'm going to tell you a little story when when I get back. It is one of these coincidences that you you get out there and you sort of think, oh my God, somebody else needs to see the same ki- psychiatrist as I need to be seeing. But I, I uh, you know, I, I do this. Uh, I do this. Uh, I do this recurring segment on the Lock and Load with Bill Frady show, and uh, I talk to this one guy who is like the superstar trainer of all the superstar trainers when it comes to handgun fighting. And uh, I, I said something to him in passing yesterday, and it turns out he's thinking the same way, so we both have the, uh, we both have the same... Uh, where's the Bohemian at? I need to know where the Bohemian is. And, and BJ's in Spartanburg. I'll have to go check that out, too. I'm just looking, looking for old records now that play. But anyway... I'll tell you the old story when we get back. It's just one of those things where you sit back and say to yourself, oh, my God, 
This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Let's go to the phones real quick. Ron and Moore, yes, sir. Hey, Bill. I got a question to ask you. I was talking with my son today, and he found some stuff about uh, the IDPA organization. Right. Competitive shooting. Huh? Competitive shooting. Yes. Yes. And he was thinking about uh, joining up because uh, they, they have a, in Anderson, they, they have a place down there. Um, and I think they also have IPS IPSC. They also have that in Spartanburg. So either one of those would be great. And I mean, uh, it's, you know, it, it, this is a good time. It's a good time. It's good training. Uh, it's, it, it's not, you know, you do have to have a budget to be able to handle that because you're talking thousands of rounds of ammunition and yeah. some sort of a handgun that, uh, most people wouldn't want to pay for <laughs> if you're going to be competitive. Yeah. Well, he sent me a video of it, though. The guy that won in in Florida, yeah, and I got the whole video, all of you know, different stages, and I'm like, I said, you really want to do that? Yeah, I'd be. He said, I'd like to do it. That's good stuff. I mean, guys like that that can shoot that kind of way, I wouldn't want to face them in a gunfight, you know. But I wouldn't even know what hit me. I mean, I'd be shot and killed so fast, I'd be like, what just happened? <laughs> it's pretty amazing, but he said. He said, I got to send you this video. I think I'm going to sign up and, you know, cause he goes to the target range, him and his wife, they go to, uh, the armory and places like that and they shoot. But, uh, he said, man, I just like to, I'd like to get, get better. There you go. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> tell him, I mean, I like to hear about this, but go check him out when you see that, that you'll enjoy that. That's a, that's like a real athletic event. Let me jump. Cause I got another call. Let's go to Paul. In Inman, what's on your mind today? Hey, Bill. Uh, I miss you. <laughs> right. I, I went to the Greenville Patriot Caucus uh, on Monday when they uh, uh, officially uh, announced it with uh, uh, Charlie moderating the thing. Yes. While sitting there, uh, tail and tor- towards the end of it, there was a guy that actually made it an out, loud, uh, out loud comment that um, it, all the uh, candidates for the primaries for the all-low-ranking um, offices should not even apply if they are not already a member of the Freedom Caucus or are going to sign up for it once they get elected. And I was thinking about this. I slept on it for a couple of days, and I tell you what, this is essentially a prerequisite for our uh, predicaments in Greenville and Spartanburg counties. we got to have these guys on board in the same mind, in the same direction. True, true. Um, and, but, I mean, the, the next you know, thing, when, when, when they go that route, the one thing I want to see everybody get in on after this next election that's coming up, I mean, after Saturday, and I'm going to mention this to all these little groups that are out there operating today, stop belly aching about the open primary and start working on doing something about it. Don't wait till the election is coming up to belly ache about it. Start oh, working uh, our on election it bill is... is- uh, June 11th. That's when the election is. Well, no, no. no. I'm just talking about. Us. I'm just. I just want to see these guys mobilize and get on something cohesive and see if they can work. Together. Oh, that's oh. all I'm saying. Correct. Uh, yesterday, I was at the meeting where uh, I signed up for um, uh, 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 Rob Harris's uh, uh, re-election campaign with the uh, door knocking and you know whatever he needs to do. Right. So this is what needs to be done. Also, on top of that, he's going to need a little cash. 
regardless of what happens. If Josiah, um, uh, um, uh, Mr. Beach, you know, everybody of these uh, Freedom Caucus guys that are here, right. not somewhere else, right. are here in the, in, in the Walmart checkout line with you. They need some cash. <laughs> there you I go. I don't care what okay. happens. Yeah. You know, support. That's really the only way to go. That's the support. Yep. We're going to have to get together one day, Paul. Thanks for the call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, I, I guess I'll tell my story in the next when we come back. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, two, the two things to the two callers. First of all, IDPA is fun. It's fun. It's, it's, it's one of those things where you can actually participate. You don't have to be a... You don't have to be a lean, mean young athlete to participate in this because shooting is a little bit like golf. It's all it's there's a very much an inner game involved in this as far as the fundamentals of how you shoot. And as far as these political groups that are here in, in the upstate and everywhere else in, in, in the broadcast area, I really would like to see you guys actually talk to each other. And I would like to see you guys sort of get a little cohesive and find one thing that you can, you know, that you can uh agree on and then go after it because you're not going to fix everything but you might be able to fix one thing and that kind of success breeds success <laughs> but uh anyway i'm being asked on the text line hey bill do you have to identify yourself serial numbers on your guns if you go to the shooting places no no i don't I find that interesting that that would be it. Listen, I know a lot of you don't know that much about it, but it's very easy to learn. It's not rocket science. I mean, this, you, you live in a state where it's a shall-issue state, and you can carry a gun with a permit anywhere you need to carry it for the most part. You'll, you'll find out all the rules to that. I mean, it's, it's all out there waiting for you. All out there waiting for you. But when we get back, I'm going to tell you the story. This is uh, it, it, was, it was interesting to me that I think the way this guy thinks, given our differing backgrounds. I don't know if you'll find that interesting or not, but I'm going to tell it anyway. But you are listening to News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.